What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All righty. Welcome in, everyone. After all this long season, we are down to the Super Bowl. You listen to Bolt Brady and his bro. Welcome in. Let's welcome in our guy. Hola. Yep. And what is happening today? Who should we start with? The KC Ravens or the Nines and Garbage Dan Cam? Uh, let's go in order of how they were played. Go AFC. Okay. That was the first game. Mm. And Patty goes bolt i can't believe you didn't take me there yeah yeah <laughs> he goes come on man you know my stats as an underdog it's the spread i know and there was only one quarterback that i thought that could beat yeah patty on their own field jim christmas but see this is why you know you handicap everything right kansas city's defense we've talked about it's good but you know, it lacks in the run game a little bit, and they go up against the number one rush offense in the entire NFL, averaging almost 150 yards a game. And the offensive coordinator goes, let's just shit can that thing. We're not even going to run. They had 18 attempts as a team. Yeah. Um, Who's a big Todd Munkin was like, change the plans here. We're going to try and air it out here and hit the panic button. Yeah, exactly. We're going to try to go pass for pass with Patty here, and we're trying to switch things up. Last game of the season. All right. Nice job. I mean, Lamar had eight rushes, and he was the leading rusher. Edwards, three. Zay Flowers, two. And Hill, three. All right. <laughs> yeah, and Gus's <laughs> first run was like 15 yards. Yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, when am I getting the pill again here? Like right. He makes him wait, dude, <laughs> a quarter to get the ball again. Yeah, and then the Lamar busted that one off, too. That was for 21 yards. That, start, that got the TD drive going. Um, that was absolutely incredible. I mean, let me let me put it this way. If I came to you and I said... The Kansas City Chiefs punted every single drive in the second half. Who would you take? I mean, come on. You wouldn't take the Ravens? Mm -hmm. And then if you said, hey, we held Patty to 17 points, you'd be like, how much can I get down on the Ravens? (laughs) Nope. Nope. That's not the play. Patty goes, I just can't be beat. Yeah. Sometimes you can't believe what you're watching versus like the trends during the season. And it's just like someone out schemes the other team. Some guys are a little more nervous when the moment hits them. But I mean, that was the coordinator, the coaching, the Chiefs D, you know, Spagnuolo, or, you know, he always gets pretty clever. He did a good job. And then Big Kelsey finally goes, it's time for me to show up and play ball. Yep, he goes, Bolt's been riding my ass here about this. Let's do it. Yep, he goes, I'm going to have 11 catches for 111 yards. I mean, easily his best game of the season, probably. Great postseason game. Yeah, he's balling. I mean, he, like, you know, we had mentioned we were at flag football, so uh, I didn't get to see that game. I had to watch the replay of it, and I was like, okay, well... Yeah, I mean, this guy hasn't done this all year. This is what this is what how he normally plays. I mean, you take him away, and it would have been ball game. Mm-hmm. But he had some awesome plays, like Patty when Patty was scrambling around for like fifteen seconds on third and five, and then threw it up, and Kelsey caught it. They also had a fourth down conversion um, that Kelsey caught. I mean, yeah, so. 
you take out the run game for the Ravens and then Big Kelsey comes to play, that's going to flip-flop the game a little bit. And that's what happened. Yeah. That was good to see. Did you see the pregame thing with, with the kicker, Tucker, and stuff? No, 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 no. So I saw that. Like uh, Kelsey took his his helmet or something. Um, I guess Tucker has his routine, uh, you know, kickers like to, to kind of warm up at both ends and get a feel for the wind. But he kind of was at the the end zone goal line doing his stretches and had his tee and everything teed up. And, and Patty asked him to move it a couple times. He scoots it over just like a foot. And then Patty kind of swipes it over. <laughs> and then uh, did you see Kelsey comes up and just chucks it all to the side? Like, <laughs> walk on, bud. Get the hell out of here. So he he was on Kansas City's side of the field. I don't know if, you know, there's technically not sides on, on pregame. You know, you kind of go find your space and work on what you want to work on. It's right. Like, it's not like it was team drills. It was like, you know, just do, two dudes kind of running routes and stuff. Huh. And they're like, dude, give us a little room here. And Tuck's like, dude, this is my field. Right. And he's like, I'm here every game. But, you know, of course, someone films it, so it's out there now, and they, they make a big deal about it. Right. Well, I saw they, they were talking some serious trash to Kels. Um, and you know they're talking about his honey. When, oh, when, yeah. When they're up against him. And then he just gives them, like, the first down sign. He's like, and then he gives the heart sign to his honey afterwards. Yep. He goes, hey, bud, we're in a different stratosphere with our chips now. <laughs> yeah, we are. And there's my honey right up there. Is she going to be playing at the Super Bowl? Uh, no. The, the They said she has a concert in Tokyo um, like the day before. And, you know, if they said it ends at like 1030 p.m. With the time change in Vegas, that's like it's 5 a.m. the day before. Uh, so anyway, but if she hops on her jet, she'll be in Las Vegas the day before the Super Bowl at like 5 p.m. Yeah, no, there's been people that have actually looked into it. I mean, <laughs> dude, mm-hmm. you, you need to find something else to do with your time. That's like that. If, uh, if you're checking out her flight schedule. There is a teenager out there and he, he, you know, you can look into aviation records because they're public. And, right. And this guy would, he knows like Elon Musk tail number on his, his thing and he just throws it on Twitter. Like, hey, here's Elon's jet. It's in like Alabama. Right. And it's heading to New York. Wow. And so Elon hit him up and was like, hey, dude, I'll give you a car here if you stop doing this. <laughs> Did he really? And I, I, you know, I don't know where it stands as of now, but the kid said no. He's like, one Tesla's not cutting it here. Really? Let's talk a little bit more coin. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so the Super Bowl is actually in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Um, I but, mean, great place to have it. But I think the I think I saw the players are on the outskirts of Vegas, though they're like they're obviously the the teams are smart enough not to put them on the strip. Yeah, I mean they're not coming down in the wind elevator at night, being like, "All right, we got six six nights here till game." Right, Spearmint Rhino, sign us up. <laughs> Undercover coming through, bro. <laughs> Shit, I mean, there's some of those stories through the years, though. You know, the guy in the Raiders, the the lineman back at the Tampa Super Bowl, where he, he was out all night. Oh, uh, the center, you mean Barrett or something? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I, I don't think his was so much him being out all night. I think he had, um, oh, what was it? He he had some like disease. I think I thought that's what they said. He, I don't think his was for partying. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but there have been others. Yeah, there was like there was one in Miami, like. 20 years ago and, and the guy got uh caught with a lady of the night right and for those of you that don't know what a lady of the night is it's someone that charges you to hang out with her 
<laughs> and you can do the math on the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So he got busted for that. But yeah, I mean, you put those, but a lot of the coaches, remember, I think, you know, weren't we, we I, geez, uh, I think I remember our conversations from last year. It just, it just hit me. Didn't you say like uh, Michael Irvin was talking about when they went to the Super Bowl? Like they let him stay out the first couple nights. I'm sure a little bit. You know, if they have a media media night and a few obligations, but it's it's pretty mellow leading up to in the next like, three or four nights before they're like, let's tighten this up. Well, I think yeah, they're like guys go. I mean, you know, great job. Go out and have a good time. I mean, pff, and they have all those parties, right? Big Gronk always has a party and. Uh, their brands, like their sponsors, have all these big parties. And how about in Vegas? Wow. When the place doesn't even shut down. <laughs> now, what squad will that affect more? We'll break that down next week. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about our early favorites later. But yeah, these two guys played each other, too. So. Right. I mean, then there are some some guys that are still on, obviously. The coaching is still the same. The head coaches. Uh, well, the... The Niners Lions game, you know, some would probably say that was a little bit more exciting. We actually, you and I got home in time for that one, went and uh, picked up some dominoes for the fam, (laughs) (laughs) took it over to my house. You guys were kind of unaware of the medium special that Domino's has. Uh, Some some Modellos and a Domino's? What else do you need? The (laughs) $6.99 Domino's special, medium. Can't beat it. Uh, took it on over to our house and we watched the nines and Detroit. We gave it out the seven and a half. Did you take it with me or did you go with the nines when we talked about it on the podcast? I like the Niners. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it turned out I was like, okay, here we go. I knew these guys would give them a run for the money and it was pure, pure domination. They were averaging in the first, uh, half 7.7 yards a carry. And it was a joker. And then you and I were sitting there watching it when big Dan Campbell goes, we're up by 14. We kicked the field goal here. We're up by three scores. No matter which way you look at it, three scores. And Dan goes, I'm going for it. Mm -hmm. And they don't get it. And the momentum shifts. And thanks for playing big Dan. Yeah. Yeah. He's. It's tough to get on him too much, you know. Obviously, everyone looks at those and they're like, "What? Are you, what are you thinking here?" He, he did it back in that Cowboys game, and it cost him when they went for the two to try and win it, even after a penalty pushed him back. But you know, you, you got to give the guy credit for the culture he's created and how much all those guys buy in. Like he's flipped that place around, and, and they're really good. Oh, absolutely! I think if you're like the owner or something, you're like, "Hey, Dan, um, I'm going to have this guy right here next to you." Or gal, and they're going to tell you what to do as far as going forward or field goals during the game. Please listen to them. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like his brain can't process it fast enough. I mean, it, it's a quick decision. You know, you get like, what are we doing? Yeah, we're going for it for sure. That's my mentality. Yeah, but you're like, I mean, if the guy could take a minute and be like, hold Slow on, lower down, Big Dan. You know, who Dan reminded me of is remember when uh, we used to have a sweet poker tournament um, back in our hometown, and it was like everyone would. You know, everyone from our hometown, like there was everyone had brothers or sisters that they played sports with or they were in the same class. And then we'd have this poker tourney that would span like 10 different years of high school graduating classes. And there'd be like 60, you know, people, um, guys, and then some dads would get involved. It was a legit poker tourney. And 
they had an award for the first person that got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And the first person that got knocked out every year, it was like between like the same three guys. <laughs> and that guy would either get knocked out or he'd end up at the final table. That's what Dan Camp is. And do you remember what the award was called for the guy that first got knocked out? The Jackass Award. Yep. The Horse's Asses Award. And guess what? I'm giving that award to Big Dan this week. Yeah. Dan, you went a little overboard, bud. I mean, see, the thing is, is I hear people talk on the radio and stuff. They're like, well, that's what's got them there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when you do that in game nine of the season versus the last game of the season, you know, think of the mentality of the players. Your players game nine, they're like, okay, let's try to get this. No big deal if we don't. We got game number 10 coming up. But when it's the last game of the season, trust me, the players are thinking a little bit differently about it. So when people are comparing it, well, this is what got them there. Sorry. It's a different part of the season. Need a different strategy. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would just say, you know, learn from some of the ones that didn't work before, but, you know, don't change who you are. Like, be aggressive, but there's there are some times where, like, dude, take the three. <laughs> well, one of our friends was like, Dan, he goes, Dan, let me tell you a little secret. Coaches have been doing this for a hundred years before you for a reason. You might want to follow their lead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, then the like the Belichick just always takes the three. No, of course. And that that's No, I mean, you know, people know now, hey, you're down fourteen, you go for the two point conversion when you score the first touchdown. So it's evolving for sure, but you can get a little too aggressive and you can win the horse's ass award and be the first one knocked out of the poker tourney. And that was Big Dan. They Detroit's fun to watch though too, man. You can see the creativity in that offense is, is got some great weapons going they're young they're 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 a good looking team well how about big Goff? i mean that guy balls like that guy might have one of the biggest turnarounds in sports history like dude i i mean i used to knock him all the time back in the day and now the guy is like i don't know if you want to call him a baller but i mean he definitely doesn't suck no he's done a great job and then you know found himself in a good situation how they flipped it around got some good coordinators and I was just telling you, I saw that the Johnson, the OC for the Lions, said no thank you to the last two openings, the Commanders and the Seahawks. Yeah. So he's going to stick around for another year at least with the Lions. And someone said his asking price was getting a little high for to be a head coach. No, I thought I told you that. Yeah, I thought he was asking a truckload of chips where like everyone's like, whoa, big guy. Yeah, you've never done this. We know you have some talent, right? But hold the horses here. Speaking of that, what what's everyone saying to Big Bill? Are they like, Bill, your time's over with. Thanks for playing. Yeah, I don't think he's not going to get one of these two openings. So, sometimes they have to wait another cycle, and someone might give him give him a go next year. Well, yeah. Do you think? Don't you think that'd be a little bit of a hit to the ego? Like if you're interviewing and you're Big Bill, and people are like, "Yeah, no thanks, big guy." Yeah, don't you think ego hit to Big Bill? I mean. Bill's got to have, I mean, you know, nothing's wrong with it. Bill's got to have a pretty big ego, I would imagine. And he goes into like the Falcons like two times and they go, Bill, uh, we appreciate your time. Feel free to grab a coffee and a donut on your way out, but we don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah. I mean, he can't be too happy with that one. Yeah, the Falcons look like it was his best shot. And then um, the Rams front office, like Les Sneed, the GM, those guys started really 
pitching Raheem Morris is just a solid guy, solid coach that need a second chance again. So it said people in the Falcons office were like, you know, we can't let this guy pass pass through here and right. not, not take him. So they went that direction. And then now, you know, who wants the 74-year-old guys to, like, restart their <laughs> offense and their, their team? Yeah, he does seem like he'd be better as kind of like the quote unquote consultant. Well, same with Pete. I mean, I like Pete Carroll, but I mean, you know, it's just kind of not where let's let's try somebody new here, like the coordinator Johnson with the Lions, if you could get him. Did Pete for Seattle? Did he go out on his own terms? Was mm-hmm. he like, "I'm done"? No. Oh, they pushed him out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You kind of when those when those dudes who own the teams and they pass away, and then like you know. Like the daughter or, or some someone takes hold of the reins of the squad. They kind of come in and, and want to put their stamp on things. Have you know, their guys. Bring their GM gals. in and all the... So, yeah. The guy, um, wasn't it Alan up in the, the Microsoft guy? He, yeah. He, his, his daughter has, has control of the Seahawks. Paul Allen? Yeah, it was him, wasn't it? Yeah, but he passed away? Yeah. When? I don't know. Two two years ago? Yeah. He owns the Trailblazers. In, yeah. In the, yeah. Whoa. Welcome. Didn't he own the clips at the end, too? No, that's Balmer. He's the other Microsoft guy. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up here. Yep. A lot of Microsoft chips going around there. No kidding. Up there in the Northwest, it's all Microsoft chips. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. The Seahawks, you know, might go Dan Quinn and then the Commanders. Who knows? Right. And so is anyone chitting about Biennemi being a coach? No. No, huh? Hmm. Is he staying with the Commanders? Or is that still up in the air, I guess? I guess it's up in the air until the coach gets there. No, he's peace out. Is he? Yeah, when they fire someone, is all the coaches gone? And it looks like the Chiefs did just fine without him. Because <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. It's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now it's your time to get a grip on your grooming with an exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our code BOLT. B-O-L-T, and you'll get a 20% off and free shipping. The ball is dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Let's get back to the show. Big Patty, was this four Super Bowls out of the last six years for Patrick? Four out of five. Four out of five. Good try, Patty. Good try. Well, that just shows when you slightly zone in what you can do. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously amazing. He didn't miss a, a pass in the first quarter. But his first 11. He that, completed the first 11. That, you know, this is a team sport for a reason there. That that was a team effort, too. It's not like he just came in and won that game on, on his own. It's just the, the defense stepped it up. Kelsey played great. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say I called that game quite a bit, like with their defense and this and that, because we were talking about him, but I obviously was on the wrong side there when i said lamar i mean how about when big zay flowers fumbles i mean once again there's some people that are like yeah no they didn't think it was that big of a a, a deal dude you gotta cover up the ball Mm -hmm. 
Holy cow! How's that not a big deal? <laughs> that would have been that would have made it seventeen fourteen, and then we got a ball game with like fourteen minutes left in the fourth quarter, and instead, nope, turnover, and we're just going to get out of this ball game. I mean, dude, just huge wins by Patty on the road in Buffalo, on the road in Baltimore against. I mean, are there any quarterbacks that are better than those two guys? Josh Allen, Lamar? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> on the road? Yeah, he's like, hey, you think I need to play at home to, to win these playoff games? Let me show you otherwise. That's actually probably, now that you bring that up, that's probably, you know how these guys have to find things to motivate them? That's probably it. You know, he's like, oh, okay, they're all saying that I've done this because it always goes through Casey. Well, how about I just do it all on the road? Yeah, I, it's just still so interesting how like he's obviously amazing. They put him up there, you know. Is he going to beat Tom's records? Like he just wasn't thought of that way coming out of college. You know, I mean, when he go like tenth in the draft, and, and Tom obviously went way lower than that. It's just nuts when these guys find him in the right situation, how they thrive. And let's give credit where creds due too. The coaching helps as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little whisper that Andy was like maybe considering like this would be the last. I mean. I doubt that. You know, how are you going to let Patty? You don't want five more years with this guy and just see how many you guys can get? Yeah, no way. I mean, has there ever been, I mean, has there ever been a time in history where some like Phil Jacks in the middle of Michael Jordan's career goes, yeah, all right, guys, see you later? <laughs> yeah, there's no, no way. Yeah, there's no chance. Patrick actually finally got sacked twice and uh, in the game, and it was the first time in four playoff games um, that he's gotten sacked. Yeah, he looks pretty comfy back there. Like, I mean, that line's doing a good job because he's he's got some time, and then if he has to step through or to the side, like he can do it pretty easily. And and the crazy part about it is that they were missing their left guard because he tore his pectoral, and so he didn't play in the Ravens game. And they're saying, you know, he's like one of their best linemen. And there just goes to show you again, he may be, but the guy that backs him up's a baller too. You know, it's it's the NFL here, like. That's why I went, oh, they're missing their starting left tackle. Who's going to protect so-and-so's blind side? Well, guess what? The guy that backs him up and even the guy that's a third stringer is a baller too. It's like when you get like a number of injuries across the offensive line or the defensive backfield, that's a problem. But you know, it just goes to show the one guy missing clearly didn't make that big of a deal. There are some instances though when when it's like a Trent Williams like left tackle niner and you're going up against like the power edge rusher and that guy dominates the backup. You, you do see that stuff happen. Well, okay, so I mean, yeah, if he's going up against like Micah Parsons, <laughs> yeah, that that would be a problem, sure. But you know what? Then again, they just changed the game plan a little bit where when the running back comes out of the backfield for the pass, instead of going straight out to the flats, he chips him a little bit. You know, he just bumps into him a little bit, then goes out. So there's things around it. But yes, I mean, when you have something that obvious, but just a straight up, hey, the left guard's out. He's a baller. This is going to be a problem. No, it's not. And that's a reason why the line doesn't move. If it was a problem, the line would move. And speaking of the line, Wow, was that line for the Ravens-KC game incredible. So started at three, went up to the three and a half. It got up to the four and a half. Yeah, before kickoff, I was like, geez. And that's not public money coming in. You know, that's professional big chips saying, I'll take Lamar. And then they go rotten. 
I listened to the Bolt Brady podcast through 700 G's on it, and we just <laughs> lost it. <laughs> yeah, they said there were some big six-figure bets coming in. Then hopefully, his, hopefully one of his partners goes, well, Bolt said ride it on Detroit, and they got it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're a wash going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So let's tune back into Bolt Bray and their bro and see what they have for the Super Bowl. So uh speaking of the Super Bowl, I kind of told you that I, I'm gonna, you know, use the time here to break it down a little bit more. You you might have some some uh initial feelings about the game, but I but I will say this to people. So there's a ton of different prop bets out there. Um, and you know, you can bet on cheese. I think they, they're, they come out with like nowadays, they come out with like 500 different props. It's crazy. And so, um, that's why the Super Bowl is so big. And that's why the casinos make a truckload of chips on the Super Bowl. And it's not because of the game line itself. It's because of these props. But if you're looking at the props and this is just, you know, in general, if you like the over in something, you know, like Patrick Mahomes over yardage, you should probably take it now, like his passing yardage over because it's it's only going to go up. And if you like an under in something, you probably want to wait till the last minute because, you know, like I said, these these prices usually get driven up when more and more people get involved over the last two weeks. So if you like something, you're looking at it and like, hmm, that over looks good. I'd probably recommend hopping on that now. And if you like the under, you probably even wait longer and get a better number. Don't you? You said they kind of cap what they'll take on a, a prop. Yes. In terms of wager, because they're kind of. Yes. Like, uh, you know, they, they'll take like, you know, 100,000 on a game. On, you know, well, geez, on the Super Bowl. By the time the two weeks come, depending who you are and stuff. And, and the reason why I say that is because, like, if you're not a regular better and some of these guys come out of the woodwork like Charles Barkley or something, they're like, sure, Chuck, we'll take whatever you want, buddy. Um, but yes, on the props, you can't get nearly as much down. You know, like a lot of times it's like a thousand bucks is the most you can get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's way different than the game. And then, you know, as the game gets closer and closer, they'll take more on it. So this line is interesting, right? Because uh, when it first came out, you and I took a gander at it and like, wow. And you were like, seems like KC should be favored. And I think, and this is just my personal opinion and stuff, but I think the reason why the Niners um, are favored is there's two reasons. Number one, going into these games, they were quote unquote power ranked higher than the Chiefs. So the Ravens and the uh, the Niners were ranked power power ranked higher than them. But also, I think the casinos might be trying to get some Kansas City money because they've got way more liability on the Niners' futures. Uh, and what I mean by that is the Super Bowl. So for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl before the season started, it was 6.5 to 1, and the Niners was 10 to 1. So it's almost twice as, as better odds, and apparently a lot of people took the Niners uh, to win the Super Bowl before the season started. Hmm. So, you know, if that is the case, then they'd like to get some KC chippers in here to help balance that out a little bit. So that's just my personal opinion on the line. Yeah, well, it was, it was plus three KC when we first saw it. And I'm, <clears> and I'm that looking. got drilled. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, but there was limitations of what you could slap down. I mean, what, mm. what, what do you think the max was you could slap down right away? Not like probably like a thousand bucks. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... I was explaining this to one of our friends about because what they do is they'll they'll set the line and then 
they don't want that line to get hammered like if they made an air or something like that so that's why they let the line work itself out by people betting back and forth leading up to the games and that's how it works for every game um sunday night when they when the line comes out they they have very very low limits on then they kind of let the line work itself out and if they notice wow everyone's jumping on the nines or the chiefs here you know, we're going to have to lower this line. And then luckily, you know, it's a lot easier to change those lines when you've only been taking thousand dollar bets than a hundred thousand, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I'm looking currently it's at plus one and a half KC. Yes. So I think by the time I think that line only goes down too. So like if you like KC, uh, it's probably a good idea to grab it now. I mean, I don't see that going up. And if you like, um, the nines, you should probably wait. That's my personal opinion. I think that probably gets pretty close to the pick Yeah, I mean, it just looks like it's going to kind of end up in a zone where it's not going to matter. I mean, you've had that stat before where most lines don't even ever come <clears throat> into play. 85% of the time. Yes. I mean, I, this one, this being below the field goal, I think we're just like, you pick who you think is going to win here. Yeah, some interesting things um, that have happened in the past that may not happen in this game, and that's why I bring them up, is typically uh, games start off very slowly in the Super Bowl because no one wants to do something dumb um, to give the other team an advantage. So they kind of ease into the ball game, and then the second half is usually a lot higher scoring. And so one thing that people used to jump on is second half to be more high scoring than the first half. But um, I heard the stat from the guys over at the Action Network. Big big Ave, Evan Abrams was saying that, how about this? The Chiefs' second halves are 16-2 and two to the under this year. Like, they just have not been scoring points in the second half, and their defense has been locking up. Hmm. So, um, I mean, the Chiefs' defense has been balling. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, they're young. Their corners are doing a really good job. Um, you know, and then Purdy's the young and experienced at the quarterback here for the Niners. So he was he wasn't there when they played a few years ago. No. And neither was McCaffrey, which is huge. I mean, both those guys cuz Jimmy couldn't really get it done at quarterback. Well, they were they were in control of that game till the fourth quarter. Oh, I know they were. And then it was Patty time. And I had Patty that day. Did you have Patty? Mm, I don't think you did cuz we were over at our friend's house, and I think I might have been the only one that was going for the nine. I mean, yeah. for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I had the Niners that year. And <laughs> do you remember where we were? Uh-uh. We were at Big Parks. And so I saw that the game was over with, and I could see the mood in the room changing a little bit. And I helped myself outside and took a little breather while everyone else inside was getting all heated up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing with the parties when the team everyone's there is rooting for you just the air gets sucked out and you can't like you don't want to be the asshole and like be smiling and stuff like, wow i'm winning a dollar over <laughs> yeah, here woo-hoo! all right woo! yeah you don't want to be that guy like you guys want to go play darts or something in the garage some two on two this thing's over yeah so um well but- I would say this just early on. The, the Niners have been down and, and you know in trouble in both of these ones. And the Packers were young and Love made some errors, some costly errors. And then the Lions, the coach made some errors. I, so when you go against the Chiefs with Patty and Reed, 
you're not going to have that same luxury here. So like you got to play a lot better. Well, there there was a lot that happened in that game. I mean, so Detroit had the biggest meltdown in conference history. No team had been up by 17 plus points at half and lost the ball game. It was 21 and 0 until Detroit. I don't think they were up 17. Uh I think it was 14 was their biggest lead. You're saying they were never up by 17 points? The Lions? Yeah. I don't think they were. Hold the horses, big guy. Because I know the Niners scored 17 in the third quarter. Yeah, and they flipped it, you know, because I, I had the Niners, and I was like, wow, at one point they got it back to where you they were. You are incorrect. Thanks oh. very much. Ladies and gentlemen, hold the horses here. The score at half was 24-7. to 7. That's a 17-point lead. Okay. Thanks very much. And then San Fran scored the 17 unanswered in the third to tie the ball game. So before my brother interrupted me, let me go back over that stat. <laughs> That's incredible. First team ever to be up by 17 points at the half in the conference championship game and to lose. Before that, it was 21-0. The Lions make it 21-1 and now. And that, everyone, as I'm sure you're well aware of, is a 409 clean it up. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, so what you're saying is that the Niners were slightly lucky. Um, in, in both, you know, really. Well, how about how about when Ayuk caught that 50-yarder off the guy's helmet? Yeah. And that guy looked mm, about, as a, about as athletic as a guy that's never even played a sport in his entire life. <laughs> I mean, here he is. <laughs> He's probably one of the most athletic guys in the world. But for that one play, wow. I mean, he it didn't even look like he'd ever played football before. That was incredible. Bounces off his helmet right into Ayuk's hands. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Get serious on that. Need some good fortune. Yep, I guess so. And that's what they got. Jim Christmas. Okay. Well, I guess we can think about these. for another. We've got two weeks till the game. Yes. Um, and I will uh, – oh, one more stat for you, though. How about this? So – the Ravens got their last four games at home, counting the conference um, championship. And the other eight teams that were in that position, seven of them won the conference championship. The only team that lost slightly got hosed. Remember the PI with the Saints and the Rams when New Orleans was at home? Yeah. And the uh, dude. Yeah. It was so bad that I looked it up again. That's easily the worst PI in history of the NFL. That was terrible. So until the Ravens getting that schedule uh, scheduling as well, every team had won. Mm, another reason why I like the big raves that time. But the patty, power of the patty. The question is, will we take patty for the Super Bowl? And you're going to have to tune in for next week yeah, to find out what the game plan is going to be. we got another week to really grind on it and break it down here. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, that's just kind of the Super Bowl preview. And then next Tuesday, we'll give you guys more of the lockdown pick for the big daddy of them all. But keep uh, an eye on Instagram and Twitter. Keep the reviews coming on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. We will get you guys some hats. Appreciate you all tuning in, and we will see you guys next Tuesday for the Super Bowl edition. See ya.